This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running pro hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing we trust one another. What happened? We trust one another, and uh, that's why we came on with uh, the win. The head coach. And that's when we're at our best. You know, Giannis is great about attacking, and then when teams, teammates are open, he shares it and they make shots. And the fans. It feels good to get the monkey off the back. Honestly, we've been waiting so many years for this to actually finally happen. And honestly, I, I can't remember a more likable Bucks team than what we have right here. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right. Not Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. It is Bart Winkler. Of Chuck and Winkler in the morning. And typically what I'm able to do is watch these games with you guys and collect my thoughts and maybe, you know, have a drink or six and then express some rage on Twitter and then sleep on it, have the drive in, and then uh, collect my thoughts and try to be a little rational. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, we're on Facebook Live at 105.7 FM, The Fan. And before we before we just got on here, before we just got on the Pro Hoops post game show, thanks to our friends at Pick and Save, presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. I'm Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz, Evan Heffelfinger. Before we got on here, I said the Bucks are going to win this series. Just remember as we talk tonight. Now that may not be true, but remember as we talk tonight. That it is not over. It feels over. It probably should be over. The Raptors probably should have four wins. They should have won game one. They look like the better team. The Bucks look, I don't, they don't, they don't look like they think they belong. That final possession, they're down three, and Malcolm Brogdon's playing with it in the corner. Two timeouts. You gotta, you gotta use one. You gotta, you gotta collect yourself. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. It is the Pro Hoops postgame show. Here on the fan. 1250 on the AM. You can hear us on the radio.com app. 105.7 FM. The fan. So it is a final from Pfizer Forum. 105.99. Again, I'm Bart Winkler. And for Steve, Sam, Evan are here. Uh, you'll hear from them throughout the night. We are live on Facebook if you're into that sort of thing. We are the better team. And I will say we. I'm a we guy. This is a we team. We're a we station. We're the better team. We have not played like it in these last three games. And the biggest worry for me is that the Bucks have looked like the complete opposite of the team that they were 
for 82 games and plus in the regular season against Detroit and against Boston. You look at the crowd exiting Pfizer Forum. You see the shots overhead on TNT. Uh, everybody is depressed. And again, as we take your calls at 414-799-1250, the series is not over. So let's remember that. It feels over. It could very well be over by Saturday night, but it is not over. We're going to do a little forward thinking here. Thanks to our friends at Forward Financial Partners. Forward thinking brought to you by our friends over there at Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together on the web at ffpwi.com. The forward thinking is we've got game six Saturday night against Toronto. So there is there is another game for sure in the series. And Toronto seems like an impossible place to win. But it seemed like Milwaukee was going to be an impossible, uh, impossible place to win for Toronto. And... I kind of want to dive into the fact that Toronto's fans are more equipped for a playoff series than we are in Milwaukee. I mean, I got people telling me that they're in the second row and they're getting yelled at by ushers to sit down. There's a nervous energy that we all feel tonight. And we felt it all day. And we felt it during the game. And we felt it. We feel it right now. And I'm telling you, guys, you can say that the crowd doesn't matter. But then why, why go for home court? The crowd doesn't matter. Why even go for home court? Toronto came in. They withstood the lead right away. It was 18 four bucks right away. And they figured out that we can, we can survive this little bonanza of points, and we'll be fine. And they stayed with the Bucs. They took the lead, and then they didn't give it up because there's, no, there's, there's a nervous energy throughout the state. You guys as Bucks fans, there's so many of you that in the last week or so finally said, okay, I'm in. I love this team. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, but I'm not going to go all the way because I know the other shoe is going to drop. And it feels like it's dropping right now. And we just came off a Brewers run where they go to the NLCS, lose game seven at home. And if you're a Wisconsin Badger fan, I mean, you went to a national championship, you lost. You couldn't get there the year before. So close. Packers, so close all the time, only to lose. Since Super Bowl 45, Wisconsin sports have been littered with teams that get so close and can't get the job done. And right now this feels like another one of those teams. We'll find out Saturday night if it is. 414-799-1250. We will start with Tyler in West Allis. Tyler, talk to me, dude. How you doing? Look, Bart, I, I can appreciate you trying to be optimistic, but to be honest, something just told me after game four that this series was already over unless this team actually showed fire drive which they did briefly but then like game four they just it just seemed like they quit they just i don't know if they're just in a headlights now and just don't know how to react or if they just given up but it we should be used to this we should be used to this what have the bucks and the brewers have done since the late 80s what have they done uh, i'll answer that what nothing nothing it, exactly so we should expect this unless they you know, tonight was going to be, for me, their task to show that they had the fire and the desire to try to change things, to try to change the mindset of Milwaukee sports fans who are used, who have become now so familiar and expect their teams, even when they get good, to just let them down. And they just prove that they're just another chapter in what's becoming just sports misery in Milwaukee, that, oh, we're going to tease you with a really good season, but... Nope, you're not going to get anything. See, I don't know. 
Tyler, thanks for the call. I don't know if I don't know if I am optimistic or not. All I know is that there is another game. Because during the game, watching this game with these guys here, Evan and Sam, Bart Winkler in for Steve tonight, Pro Hoops Post Game Show. We'll be with you on Saturday as well. Ryan Horvat of Chuck and Winkler will be in. Uh, you get the raw, unfiltered me tonight. I'll be a little, uh, hopefully, a little more rational in the morning. I'm trying to be rational now because there is another game. There, there. No matter, no matter what happened tonight, there is still another game. That is, that is a fact. That is for sure. And as we're watching the game, I mean, we're talking. It's like a roller coaster. Okay, we we feel good about we can do it in game six. Well, now the series is over. It looks over. They look defeated. They look deflated. Well, okay, I think they can do it. And. I see so many people on Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to hear from you guys that think it's done, that think it's done. And I just, there is another game. So we'll put that aside. Let's lock that up. There is still another game. This is not over yet. This is not the funeral show. That could happen on Saturday, but this is not the funeral show yet. What is the problem for me is that the Bucks seem to be, at least with their facial expressions and the way they're playing these basketball games, it seems like the funeral show. They were up 2-0. They went to Toronto. God, if they would have just won game three. If they would have won game three. If they would have just won game three, the series would be done by now. But they didn't. And they went to double overtime. And to me, that felt like game four of the NLCS, where the Brewers played that late 1.30 a.m. game against the Dodgers. And it took a lot out of them. So the Bucks go to game four. They get whooped. And they look, their facial expressions, they, they, look, they look junk. They look like trash. Today, they come out. They go out. 18-4. 18-4. Who's not planning their Saturday nights when they're up 18-4? And then what? Raptors come back. They go on a couple runs. They keep it close. Big run late. I mean, that second quarter was brutal for the Bucs. They had two points six minutes into the game. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay somewhat composed. I've got Sam here. I've got Evan here. How uh, a little heat check on you guys. How how are you guys doing? Evan, we'll start over with you. I'm doing everything I can to be optimistic right now. I'm not even being optimistic. I'm just or saying just trying on the to be schedule, somewhat positive. there is a game coming up. There is a game There's coming still a up. game coming up. I just, I know I'm only 22, but I have seen a lot of heartbreak. Um, one of the last times I cried was that Packers lost in Seattle in the playoffs. That one crushed me. I feel like this is just going to be, well, I don't want it to be, but it's starting to look like it's going to be another one of those situations where, it's just it's gonna wreck me emotionally. This is gonna scar a lot of Bucks fans. Oh, absolutely. Because it's been 18 years, and you said you're not gonna let yourself get to this point. You go up 2-0, you get to that point, and then it starts to fade away a little bit. And here we are. We have to go win Game Six in Toronto on a Saturday night. Sam, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. I guess I'm. I guess out of the three of us, I'm the most optimistic because you know the hey, line. Sam, good for you. <laughs> I know, right? The lineup change, you know, the lineup changes today really kind of made a difference. You could tell with Brogdon, especially, and you know, I think scheme wise, they're just getting every game, every loss. They're so close, but yet Toronto is figuring them out. You know, whether it be defensive switches, Van Fleet's getting open way too many times, more than comfortable. Man, I mean, you're you're tonight. You're right there. You had it despite all those leads that you blew, and unfortunately, you just couldn't hold on to it in the very last minute. All right, this is about you guys, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. It is not Sparky's fault. Just got another tweet. It is nobody's fault. It is the Bucks' fault. A lot of us were confident around here that this could be a sweep. This could be Bucks and five. 
Well, right now they're going to need bucks in seven. 414-799-1250. If you're trying to get in and you're listening and you can't get through, we will churn and burn so everybody can get their say tonight. Uh, we will be here at least until 1130, and then we'll see how we go. But we're going to be here at least for, for 90 minutes or so. We are on Facebook Live as well. You can chime in there. You can chime in on Twitter at 105.7 FM, The Fan. Let's go to Marshall, who is in Whitefish Bay. Marshall at 799-1250. You're on the Pro Hoops postgame show. Well, good evening, uh, Bart. It's been a while. Um, I did call in after the first game or game two and optimistic like everyone else, although I thought initially this would go six. Uh, tonight, just uh, it hurts. And for some of you younger people, and you've got them around you there, this is if we lose this, it's going to be more devastating to me than 18 years ago because, A, that was an even series. B, that was – Iverson in Philadelphia, they had a pretty good team that year. And, uh, you know, George Carl brought those guys overachievers. And if Big Dog hits the shot, who knows? But, you know, I just think right now you try to keep our optimism. I, I feel a little deflated now, but I'll tell you what, just for some of your older listeners here, including myself, I can remember 71, 74, and in 74, we went into Boston Garden. I know we didn't win game seven, but that was to win a game six on the road just to get, get the series back to Milwaukee. Jabbar hit the incredible running hook in double overtime. We won. We got it back to Milwaukee, and we just got to find a way. Somehow they got to get their mojo back. I think the key is going to be getting Middleton and Giannis off the snide, both of them, I mean, tonight, as much as Middleton's played well, he had a terrible game shooting, even though his rebounds and assists were great. Just a terrible offensive performance. we got to get both those guys on the same page and get our bench playing well. If we can do that, we have a shot on Saturday night. Marshall, thanks for the call. And Thank for you. your sake, I hope they turn this around, 414-799-1250. Let's go inside the box score here, and here's some of the things that Marshall was referencing uh, Giannis nine for 19 at the free throw line. That's going to be the bugaboo that follows him around Giannis. What was he a 70 some percent free throw shooter, 78 throughout the season. Uh, it is, it is becoming known in this league now that Giannis is poor at the free throw line. He can practice all he wants, but in these game situations, he is missing. And Giannis, the problem for me is it looked like he was trying to almost avoid contact, which they also brought up on the TNT broadcast. If that's how you caught the game tonight, it looked like when he was driving into the lane, he was trying to avoid contact. Maybe had he been more aggressive, I think he's lost a bit of his Giannis confidence, uh, and I think all the Bucks have over the last couple of days, and that's the most startling thing that I think a lot of us are seeing. Chris Middleton, six points. Six points. Two for nine. Yes, I have said to max him. Yes, I am reconsidering that. Brooke Lopez, 7 of 12. Eric Bledsoe, 6 of 14. He had 20 points. He was good early and then sort of faltered in the second, third quarters. Nico Miritich, he played nine minutes. Nine minutes too much. He is useless in this series. 0 for 4. He should not have been starting tonight, and he didn't. Brogdon started, had 18 points. And really, he shouldn't be playing. Sterling Brown did get in, played four minutes. I'm telling you, we talked about it on Chuck and Winkler this morning. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. I'd like to see DJ Wilson. I'd like to see Tony Snell. These are guys that are good enough to play on this team. They can take some fouls away from some of your other guys so you can play more aggressive on defense. 
it seems like every offensive possession, the Bucs are getting swarmed. The Raptors are covering the Bucs to the point of just making not enough contact that they're not going to get called for an off-the-ball foul. And the Bucs on defense are giving these guys, you know, two feet to put a chair down and lounge out for a few minutes before they take the shot. I'd like to see some more adjustments. Uh, Nico getting nine minutes. Unfortunately, we all like Nico, but unfortunately in this series, if he's not going to make threes, he's useless, and he has not been making threes. Okay, I guess we'll do it. Vincent's in Anaheim. He's a Raptors fan. Vincent, we will give you no more than 45 seconds because I don't want to hear it tonight, Vincent. What's up? I, I for sure, man. The series ain't over until it's over. As a Raptors fan, confident that we're going to end it. But, like I said, the series ain't over until it's over. That's a crushing defeat. Remember when the Raptors had the lead and you guys came back and beat us? Again, we're like exchanging games. We're exchanging the dominant game. We're exchanging the close game. We came back. I understand the play on the, on the court wasn't that great for y'all, but it ain't over to us. I'm overly confident, of course. But like I said, the series ain't over till it's over. And at the end of the day, you know, you may guys be the better team, but sometimes that doesn't always work out, player. You know what I'm saying? Vincent, so Van Vliet is that. seven for nine from, from three-point yeah, land tonight. You know he's not that good. No, what's no, what's getting know, into this guy? Hey, you remember, even uh, Sparky said it, he's a buck killer. And when he's on the court and finally getting his shot down, I remember Sparky even said Lanvie is better than Lowry at one time. And I was like, hey, whatever works, man. But, again, Danny Green didn't step up for the Raptors. That's what's gone, man. He ain't even showing up to the party. He's still driving down the road trying to find a damn party. Anyway, man, Bledsoe stepped up. But Middleton, come on. Come on, Miz. I know the Middleton's a guy that always be talked about, but you just got to show out. So All right, that's 45 day, seconds. All right, Raptors. We'll talk six, to you in the morning, Vincent. Okay, see ya. 414-799-1250. Here's the deal. It's 105.99. The Raptors have come into Milwaukee and taken game five at the Bucks' place of business. It is a 3-2 series. Game six is in two days, and it's in Toronto. It does not look good. Your thoughts, your reaction, more from the locker room coming up. We'll talk to Matt Velasquez from the Journal coming up, but we do want to hear from you. 799-1250. It is the Pro Hoops Post Game Show brought to you by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza, 1250 AM, radio.com app, and 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Giannis played by Green with help from Gasol. Oh, beautiful pass! Giannis with the assist, setting up Lopez. Bucks take a timeout. Call on TNT. That is your drive of the game. Thanks to our friends at Wrench and Go. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Evan Heffelfinger. Sam Schmitz here as well. And then we're going to hear from you guys. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I am. I'm with most of you. I'm distraught. I am beyond belief. I am very shocked at what we are seeing. Welcome into the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. I kind of am frozen a little bit. Just There was one point in the second quarter, the three of us are watching the game in here, and I'm thinking, I just can't believe it. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals. We are, we are in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's still – gives me goosebumps to say that it's 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 awesome to be back here after 18 years uh the problem is now I'm kind of in disbelief that that we're down three two in a series yes I'm saying we in a series where we were up two nothing 
And after 2 nothing, you may have been one of those people that said sweep or Bucks in five or, yeah, the Raptors will get one. Bucks should be good. Because the way the Bucks look now is the way the Raptors looked then. The Raptors looked defeated. They looked like they knew this game was over. The series was over. That they didn't have a shot. And whatever happened in game three, where the Bucks played terrible, and it still went to double overtime. See, that was that was the, the talking point the next day. Well, you played so bad, but you still went to double overtime. We got optimism. No, because the Raptors won that game. And it showed that no matter what, as, as long as they're resilient, they can be the better team. Raptors win that game, they win game four. I still, in my heart of hearts, believe the Bucs are the better team. Now, I'm not surprised that the Raptors are giving them a challenge. You look at all these other teams. I think if the Bucs played Philly, the series is over in six. If they would have played Boston, I mean, we saw what happened there. Toronto's always been the team that has scared me the most, uh, but I still figured that the Bucs would beat them. And while this is not this is not Dunclub edition, this is not doom and gloom show, this is also not, I'm not going to try to sell you, you know, oceanfront property on Lake Winnebago and Fond du Lac here. But what I am saying, all I will say, is that I'm trying to talk myself into they are going to get it done. But all I will say as a matter-of-fact statement is that there is a game on Saturday and the Bucks have not lost a series yet. And I know that it feels like that that is an even – it's impossible to even think about. If the Bucks go on that plane and walk off, I mean, we'll know within five minutes if they show up to play that night or not. But there is still a chance – all they got to do is win two games, and they're in the NBA Finals. You would take that at any point last October. Ben tweets in at Winks Thinks at 105.7 FM, the fan. The Raptors sink in the lane and just invite Giannis to dribble, dribble, spin, lose control, regain control, but then swarm him into bad passes. The beautiful movement that made this team explosive has all but disappeared in this series. Too much ISO and bad decisions. And I think Ben puts it very well there. And what I'm going to do is give him credit now and then uh, use those thoughts as my own tomorrow on Chuck and Winkler to impress Chuck uh, with how smart I am at basketball. 414-799-1250. Let's talk to Austin, who's in Waukesha. Austin, 799-1250, what's up? Uh, This just sucks that I got limited time because there's just so much I want to talk about. But uh, Hey, just you know, spew this- your thoughts, and when I, think you're, when I think you're losing pace, I'll kick you off the air. All right, sounds fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, at the end of the day, just, you know, with the two and all start, I really thought, you know, wow, this is going to be the team that could stand up to golden state and take them out. And right now it's really hard. There's a little bit of me that still thinks, like you said, it's not over, but the one thing that upsets me the most is that, you know, as I'm watching this game, it's starting to wrap up and I'm like, Oh God, this game's over. What if this series is over? I got called a typical bandwagon fan and I kind of lost it because I thought to myself, this guy has the audacity to say that I'm a bandwagon fan. I have sat through it all, you know, 2013, 14 bucks and still screamed and cheered for them as much as possible. And I have been waiting all my life to be able to walk around and be like, yeah, I'm a bucks fan and proud of it because we're having this type of season. And I hope that I hope we can do it, man. I, uh, I can't convince you that they will. I, 
I think they're the better team. I think they'll go. I, I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, I think they they will go to Toronto and win. For whatever reason, I I am thinking that, uh, and okay. I, and I think right now it's just it might be just blind optimism, but we, I'm not going to give up on the series. All I can tell you is they there is another game on the schedule. That is all. That is all I can tell you with like confidence. All all regular season, man, we've been the best, one of the best teams on the road. It's time. This is. There's no time like the present to show why that is. Let's let's do it in Toronto, man. Austin, Go appreciate on. the call. You did good stuff there, buddy. 414-799-1250. Uh, a look at the Eye on the Enemy brought to you by Coach's Pub and Grill, sponsored by those guys on South 13th Street. Was in not too long ago for the Wings. Stop in for lunch or dinner and try the fabulous Friday Fish Fry tomorrow. No game to worry about tomorrow. Maybe you can watch... Some baseball down there. Now open. And don't forget, uh, Coaches on Lake Danoon is open as well. So a couple locations there. Uh, the enemy, there's one enemy. I mean, Fred Van Vliet at 21 points. All of them on threes. This guy out of Wichita State, bench player. You look at him. You look at Ibaka. You look at Powell. You look at the Bucks bench. The edge goes to the Bucks bench. I think that's clear to everybody. Uh, that may not be the case anymore. Fred Van Vliet, you put him over on Milwaukee. You put him over on Milwaukee, they've probably won the series already. Fred Van Vliet has been a huge difference maker. Uh, somehow Kawhi Leonard at 35 points. You know, watching the game, I, I I checked the box score right now and that was 35 points. I know he had a big impact, but. A quiet 35 points. Kawhi, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, I mean, know. I, didn't, I know he had a big impact, but 35, that's a good number. I said this morning on the show that a buck would have 40. And I was right because combined Giannis and Bledsoe had, uh, or Giannis and Lopez had 40. Okay, I guess I was wrong. 414-799-1250. All right, KJ. Let's get you on the fourth show of the day, bud. What's up, man? What's up? Listen, I'm going to call this exactly the way I see this. This has been a collapse of epic proportion by the Bucks. They've been completely exposed by Toronto. All their deficiencies uh, have been exposed by Toronto. Let's call it what it is, man. Kawhi Leonard on one leg is the best player in this series. And it was going to come down to Kawhi versus Giannis. And Kawhi has clearly uh, outplayed Giannis in this whole series. He's been averaging, what, 33? five, six points a game, and again tonight he had 35 on one leg. You got guys like Lopez who looks like he's stuck in cement watching him out on the perimeter, and he's just taking advantage of every situation, never missing shots, 97% from the free throw line. He's the guy that has killed the Bucks. He is a Bucks killer. And as far as uh, them going uh, on Saturday, I don't know how they're going to figure this out. Because Kawhi is con- continue, he's going to burn him, man. That's just the way it is. They have no answer for him whatsoever. And Middleton, a complete choke job by him. You have six points in a game five in the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't deserve to call yourself anything but what it is, and that is a choke. You choked, man. That's all you did. You come up with six points in this game tonight. If he comes close to having 20 points, they win this game. 
But nope, he didn't even come close to it. He didn't even try and get off uh, on the offensive side. I get it. He was playing defense. He had some uh, some rebounds. He had some good assists. But you need his scoring. And you, if you don't yeah, have, he's got, scoring, I, he's got to have more than six points. As the number two guy, supposedly you're screwed, and that's what happened. And their defense was horrible on the perimeter. You get you got guys oh, like man. Van Vliet getting off. Uh, shots wide open and hitting all those shots, you're not going to win, man. I'm sorry. KJ, and- we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. We're churning and burning tonight. Oh, see ya. He'll- KJ, you'll get your five minutes in the morning. Uh, let's get out to John, who is leaving the game. 414-799-1250. Again, we want to hear from as many of you guys as possible, whether it's Twitter, we're on Facebook Live, uh, because that's cool, and we're also on the uh, radio, which is also cool, 105.7 on the FM, 12.50 on the AM. Uh, John, you're leaving the game. What's the vibe? What what was it like there? Distraught. Just a, just, just a very disappointing night. High hopes. The, game, the team came out and looked like they were going to blow this thing wide open in the beginning. Um, some phantom calls by the referees, and, and no one wants to make excuses. But, but the refs, I, I just don't know what their mission was because there, there were calls that clearly were not called that, that should not have been made. And when they get reviewed, they'll be classified as mistakes. And I, I just don't understand it. Kawhi Leonard on the double dribble, and then he gets the pass off to the corner, and, and Jackham gets the, the, the three ball. I, I mean, Giannis's free throw shooting is just getting worse. And that's a problem. And I. I and I, I'm with KJ. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the star of this, you know, of this series so yeah, far. Yeah, 30%. It, it, it's unbelievable. And the problem is his game is driving to the basket, and it's it's going to be like hack-a-shack. It's like, go ahead, man. We'll just hack you. Because three-quarters of them aren't getting called. I mean, we were sitting close enough to see some of it. I mean, I, I just don't understand. I, you know, I just don't get it, – it's just been so – the officiating, like we get a couple calls right in the beginning of the game, and it looks like, wow, you know, okay, it looks like we're going to at least get a fair shake. I, I, I just, I, I honestly, I, I, I hate to say it, man, but I just believe that the NBA has got other plans for the series, and they just don't include Milwaukee, and I'll leave it at that. Thanks, John. Hope to talk to you tomorrow. Again, Chuck and Winkler in the morning. I'm Bart Winkler, and for Steve tonight on the Pro Hoops postgame show, thanks to our friends over at Pick and Save. Pick and Save, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. 799-1250, still a lot to do yet tonight. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer. We will hear from Matt Velasquez. We'll chat with him, uh, our insider with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, who is in the press conference right now, and we'll hear from him after he talks to uh, some of the players in that locker room too. We plan to be here till probably 1130 uh, tonight, so that would give us another hour or so to talk with you guys, and we do want to talk to as many people as possible. I know phones have been tied up a little bit, uh, but if you want to get your thoughts out there, you certainly can do so. If you can't get in tonight, uh, you know we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Chuck and Winkler, 6 to 10. The Bill Michaels Show, 10 to 2. The Big Show, 2 to 6 tomorrow. So we will be, we will have it all for you tomorrow as well. But live, raw reaction right now. I, I'm i trying. I, I, For some stupid reason, I think they're going to win the game six. I don't, there's, there's nothing that I, there's no reason I should think that. They haven't made any adjustments outside of starting Brogdon for Miritich, which any, anybody would have done that. Anybody would have done that. 
Giannis looks like I'm not going to say he got figured out. I think that's a bad way to put it. He looks like he doesn't think he's as good as he really is. Guy was named to the first team all NBA today. And there were four guys on Toronto that looked like they deserved it today over him. I mean, he looks like he has lost some of his mojo. Sure, after a donkey mean mugs once or twice. But he looks, and the team, that that last possession where they kicked it out to Brogdon and then ended up going out of bounds. I mean, you're down three. There's 30 seconds left. Call a play. Call a timeout. Maybe they, maybe they weren't in enough tight games this season. Maybe they were too good in the regular season. This is all foreign territory, man. I mean, first time in the season you lose three straight games. You got to throw everything out the window. You've been game planning as far as offensively and defensively. You know, you got to switch things up. I know, I know they put Brogdon in tonight, but there's got to be more than that. That's got to change going into game six, in my opinion. This is what I've been saying on the morning show, and somebody gave us a really good tweet that the reason Bill Belichick is so great and Mike McCarthy wasn't is because Mike McCarthy coached with what got him there, and Bill Belichick would always make adjustments. I mean, you saw him even in this playoff run against the Chargers, he's doing one thing, against the Rams, he's doing another thing. What he does is he looks at his opponent, and then he figures out a way to beat them. And sorry if you started for him 16 games this season. If you're not helpful in this game, we're not going to play you against this team. And, hey, if you haven't played for 16 games and we need you now, you're going to have to step up. I mean, nobody knew who Malcolm Butler was until the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You have to make adjustments. If you're going to be one of those coaches and one of those teams that says, well, this is what got me to this point, great. Start fresh today and figure out what's going to get you to the next point. What's going to get you to the NBA Finals? Is it going to be doing the same thing over and over? Is it going to be – trying to have Giannis run up the middle of the lane and then get stuffed and then have a bad pass and then you, you miss a three because Miritich forgot how to shoot? Or you're going to bank on George Hill to shoot 50% from three? I mean, you have to go. You have to make adjustments. If you go with what just got you there, you're going to blow a 2-0 lead. 799-1250. On that point, let's talk to Richard and Tosa. Richard, 799-1250, uh, what's up with you? Uh, Richard on line four. I just um, – I, I, I struggled with a lot for the game. I thought it was quite disturbing that we cannot adapt. We cannot make changes. I thought that Giannis was struggling struggling big time and I'm kind of concerned that he's shook in the head. I think that Giannis I I think that Giannis has lost his confidence a little bit in this series. For sure. I agree completely. But I'm very concerned about coach Bud's sub patterns. I don't know how or if he knows how to fix it. Like when you have one starter with five bench players and none of them know what to do and none of them can score, it's a problem. And I saw that two, at least two times a game. One starter and five bench players and no one can score. Richard, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Bart Winkler on the Pro Hoops postgame show. Uh, 
we have a very special guest. Riggs from Kiss FM wants to talk. Riggs and Allie and these guys have been on the uh, the train of break from Drake. And you want to blame anybody, blame these guys for making Drake a big storyline. We can go out to Riggs. What do you want? I'm not calling about the Drake thing. I was calling about you and how you always yell at people for not being loud enough at the game. Yeah. I was incredibly disappointed at the crowd enthusiasm. You're, you're four minutes down in the game, two minutes down in the game. The crowd is stuck. God, I'm glad you brought nobody, this up and not me. Nobody is making any. I want to do it for you because I know you catch hell for it all the time, Bart. It, 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 was, it was saddening to be in that crowd and not have anybody getting up and making noise when you have the Bucks tied two to two and people just sitting there when the Bucks are on defense. It was ridiculous. Let me, let me read you this DM I got uh, about – uh, what time is it? Ten forty, about nine thirty tonight. Some guy DM me and said, "Hey Bart, figured you'd find this interesting. We've been standing most of the game. I'm in one of the lower rows in section one nineteen. We're trying to get the crowd into it. Uh, we were just warned we'd be tossed if we stand again during the non-exciting times of the game. Who determined that? I agree with your apathy about the crowd, but the security isn't on our side on this. We were six rows behind Christian Yelich and um, ah." Who's the guy that was chugging the beers? David Bakhtari, yes. We're behind both of them. Still, nothing. It was dead. For, game, for, for being tied for a home game, the crowd was lame, weak. It was terrible for the end of the game. I'll say it so you don't have to. There you go. Beat me up on my station. I don't care. Uh, Riggs and Alley, Kiss FM. Uh, listen to their <laughs> podcast, Never Live. Thanks, Riggs. Love you, bud. No, I love you, too. So... I think the crowd thing definitely uh, needs to get talked about at some point. It's not that it's not that you guys are a bad crowd. It's just that the culture here, we sit at Lambeau, we sit, we sit. It, it's too much, and I've said this before, it's a reactionary thing. When there's a big three, we react. And that's good. But watch Toronto, watch Toronto on game six because they've been this way in games three and four. Look at them when Giannis is at the free throw line. I mean, Drake was a story because of what he did in the crowd. The crowd is up at all times. They are willing those guys to a victory. You cannot just react. You have to. Home court advantage is a thing. Otherwise, why even play for it? Why did you guys stress out about getting the one seat all year if it doesn't matter what the crowd does? The crowd absolutely matters. I mean, the crowd is on top of these guys. It's the NBA. The crowd absolutely matters. All oh, these guys make $20 million. They should. The crowd matters. And you got to get up. Basketball more so nice sport. I think wouldn't you argue like basketball, especially in the playoffs, that you you the players feed off that crowd. You you need them in a sense. We'll do what uh, Coach Bud failed to do with thirty seconds left. We'll call a quick timeout here. More from you guys. Four one four seven nine. How about that one? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll hear from Matt Velasquez. We'll hear from Coach Bud. We'll hear from some of the players. We'll hear from you at least until eleven thirty. Uh, this is the Pro Hoops Post Game. Chuck and Wakler are the fans. This is the Pro Hoops Popes Game Show. Thanks to our friends at Pick and Save and Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza here on The Fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 Defensive Play of the Game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Bledsoe, who just knocked down that shot. Siakam is rejected, and the carry's out of bounds.
blocked up. I mean, where did he come from? We talk about the help defensive Kawhi. Where is he? He's not in the picture. He's guarding a man in the corner. Call on TNT. That was early in the uh, second half, right away in the third quarter. And the Bucks had a three-point lead. Lowry tied it up right away, and I thought that defensive play could help spark a little something. Bucks, there were times in that third quarter it looked like they were just ready to pull away. They end up tying the third, 26 apiece. The two quarters that killed them, obviously the second quarter where they didn't score more than two points in the first six minutes, and then they get outscored by nine in the fourth. Raptors win game five. It hurts to say it, 105-99. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bart Winkler. Sam Schmitz is here. Evan Heffelfinger is here. You guys are here at 414-799-1250. A lot of people want to get in. We're trying to churn and burn a little bit. If you can't get in today, we're doing this all day tomorrow, but we'll be on air until at least 1130 tonight. So if you had, can be patient, we will get you in if you get a busy signal or if you've been on hold a little bit. We're coming to you, and we're doing that right now. Let's go to uh, TJ, who calls in, 799-1250. Uh, what's up with you, TJ? How's it going? Yeah, you know, I don't think that the Bucks um, thought that coming into this series that Kawhi was going to play as much defense on Giannis as he has. And really, after the first two games, um, all he's done is lock down Giannis, and it's been a problem. And, and obviously, Giannis has not been the superhero that we all know he is. And I just don't know if the Bucks have an answer for it. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that there's anything Bud really can do because you look at the rest of the roster and it's like, you don't have that like second guy that you can just give the ball to and say, go get yours. You know, it's really a collection of talent uh, other than Giannis. And, and, and what I'm trying to say is, you know, you guys play that clip. Um, you know, I listen online a lot. You guys play that clip of, of Eric name, you know, saying that, you know, it's like, well, if the Bucks don't go to the NBA Finals, then it's not, or win the NBA Finals, then it's not worth it to you know, to bring any of these guys back. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but it's definitely not worth it to probably pay Chris Middleton $30 million because I think we're finding out that he's not your second star. And he had a good season this year, but he didn't, you know, it's like I, I think we were trying to pay him based off the last playoffs, and so far he hasn't shown up. And, and Eric Bledsoe, too, both of those guys, are getting outplayed by Kawhi Lowry, I'm sorry, by Kyle Lowry. And I don't know, okay, if after uh, um, Kawhi Leonard that they truly have a second star. I guess you could say it's Kyle Lowry, but so far he's proven to be much more than Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe uh, for the Bucks, and that's a problem. TJ, good to talk to you. It's been a while. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. 799 799- 1250 414-799-1250. Uh, let's go to Andrew and Kowaskum, 414-799-1250. What's up, Andrew? Hey, what's going on, guys? First of all, I feel like it seems like Wisconsin sports teams nowadays, we're going to become the next Cleveland because we can always get to the conference finals or NFC championship game. We can't win. But my, my big issue with the Bucks right now is that, you know, Coach B has had five looks now at this defense and we are literally flailing at the rim. And, I mean, Middleton did literally nothing for three quarters just hucking, like, shot puts at the rim from, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet away, and it looked like, you know, he was blind or something. I don't know what was going on. It was completely out of the norm. Uh, So I don't understand. (laughs) I I mean, Coach B has got to come up with, some new strategy because this whole 
Giannis charge in, huck the ball away, and then just hoping a prayer. Uh, it's not working out now. I mean, there's got to be some other strategy after seeing this defense five times now at this point. It would be nice, and thanks for the call, it would be nice if they could – you know, one of the knocks on Coach Bud was that he doesn't make adjustments, and that was one of the things that we heard from him uh, about him when he came over here from Atlanta. And we'll talk to Matt Velasquez of the Journal coming up in about two or three minutes here uh, about just that. Um, if, if, if you're not going to make wholesale changes to the lineup, the adjustment just needs to be figure something out. I mean, I'm not an NBA coach here. Look. Coach Bud's seen how many how many times has he run into guys like LeBron James in the playoffs? How many times has he been so close and so far? And it doesn't seem like they're doing anything new. I mean, Giannis, it almost seems like Giannis is being wasted. He just drives in, starts to fall out of bounds, kicks it back to somebody, hopes they make the three. Like Giannis needs to be more than just the guy that drives and kicks. Giannis needs to be the MVP that he's about to be named. He needs to be the all- team first team nba player that he was named today 414-799-1250 bill is in iron river what's up bill hey bart i think tj kind of took my thunder i just don't have i i'm just not impressed with uh with bledsoe and middleton they just don't seem to be coming to the to the fore when they should be uh what concerns me is and I'm going to diverge a little bit here. I used to live in Chicago. I worked down there for 20 years. And I remember the 86 NFC Championship where the San Francisco 49ers showed the rest of the league how to beat the Bears in that supposedly great defense they had. And what I'm thinking right now is, is Toronto exposing the Bucks and showing the league how to beat them. What do you think? I think that, uh, yeah, I think that if you're another team next year, you look at this tape, Bill, thanks for the call. You look at this tape and you think, yeah, that's a team. That's that's a way to beat Milwaukee. And so what the Bucks have to do is adjust to that. Uh, Shane on Facebook says, the population of greater Toronto is 5 million and the rest of Canada. Population of greater Milwaukee is 2 million. We understand what's happening here. I remember 2001. No, this series is not rigged. I'll tell you what is quote-unquote rigged is that Toronto's better at getting calls than the Bucks are because they sell it better. Giannis won't sell. He won't sell contact. That's one of the things that he needs to do to become the greatest player of this generation. That's maybe something he needs to do. More of your calls, 414-799-1250. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You can check out his work, Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. You can also follow him at jsonline.com. He's down at Pfizer Forum tonight as we go out to... Matt, uh, first question, Matt, what happened tonight? You know, I, I think that the Bucks got off to a strong start, uh, and then the Raptors did a much better job of getting back in transition, um, of really forcing the Bucks to play in the half court, where they have not been good uh, throughout the series and definitely weren't good tonight. Um, and then I think in the, in the fourth quarter, the Raptors, you know, they, they made the hustle plays. They, they made those winning plays that they needed to make. They got five offensive rebounds in the last 
about six minutes, and those led to eight points. And every single one of them was was you know backbreaking in its own way. And when you're not getting those rebounds, you're not making those hustle plays, and not not finishing off defensive possessions, uh, it's going to be hard to score, especially when the opposing team shoots 40% from three and has a guy like Fred Van Vliet who can't miss. The uh, concern, I think, and we talked uh, this morning with you on Chuck and Winkler, and we talked about adjustments. The concern is that, and you may have just heard the last call, that the, the Raptors have found the way to beat the Bucks. Do you think that that is true, and what should the Bucks be doing in game six to then become the team that can beat the Raptors, who – Seemingly, Matt, they have the Bucks figured out. Yeah, I mean they they've put Kawhi on Giannis. They've um, you know been really great on defense uh, throughout the series, or at least throughout the past, you know four out of the five games. Um, you know, and they've they've gotten guys open. Those guys have stepped up and made their shots. Uh, I think for the Bucks, the big thing is that they need to um, they need to continue to. Um, I mean, their, their defense hasn't been terrible. That's the thing is that they their defense inside the, the arc was actually really good. Um, they were able to stop guys on, on jumpers and at the rim and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, three-point defense, obviously, you know, too many threes for the Raptors, um, too many open looks. Uh, obviously, you know, Van Vliet's not, not going to go seven or nine every day, uh, but you know, that, that's going to be an issue. And then at the other end, they need to find somebody who's going to play well off the bench. Um, you know, they, they put Brogdon in the starting lineup. He played better. Bledsoe played better. Uh, basically, the whole starting lineup played played well enough to win, uh, but just that you know, Nikola Mirotic, you know, remained, you know, mired in his slump. Um, you know, nobody off the bench. You know, George Hill had a had a flurry there in the third quarter, but but there's just not enough contributions off the bench, not enough help. And if, if those guys are just gonna, you know, let leads disintegrate when they get on the court, the Bucks are gonna be in big trouble. Talking with Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee General Sentinel. Now Sterling Brown got about four minutes, so he did bud did go a little deeper into the bench tonight. Uh, we talked earlier about maybe DJ Wilson or even Tony Snell, uh, more three and D guys. They can at least take some fouls away from some of these other guys. Is there any break glass in case of emergency situation? I, I do think now that you've lost three in a row, I mean, w- this is what we talked about today. You get to a certain point. That's what got you there. Now you need to figure out how to beat this team the next two games. Any bigger changes than what we saw tonight would you expect in game six? You know, I, I think that this, this is the time for, for all the changes. Like, yes, like you, you got to stick with what got you there. But, you know, part of what got you there was, you know, Tony Snell played pretty much every game until he got hurt. Uh, you know, and maybe, you know, he's still, you know, got some lingering issues with that ankle. But, you know, if, if he can get going, if he can shoot the three, I mean, he is a long, versatile defender. Um, maybe he, he can bring something. T.J. Wilson, maybe he can bring something. Right now, you know, Nikola Mirotic is playing in front of him. You know, if he's not making anything, then his value is, is zilch. Um, so, you know, right now they're, they're in dire straits, um, but they, they're still, you know, somewhat upbeat, obviously frustrated now, but you know, Giannis said, Hey, we're not going to fold. We were the best team. A quote there. Our friend, Eric name tweeted it out. Uh, Giannis says after the game, we're not going to fold. Come on, man. Best team in the league, man. We're not going to fold. We're going to go in and give everything we got. We're not going to go in there. Even if they set a great tone and hit us in the mouth, we can't fold. We're going to come back to Milwaukee being pissed. You cannot fold. You got to go out there and give everything you got. If we lose, we lose. Okay, cool. But we're not going to fold as a team. That's not what we do. I would say that they have folded already as a team. This team that we saw, especially the last two nights, you've covered this team every game. You've been in the locker room with this team every game. They don't look to me like the same Bucks team on the court. What do they look like in the locker room? Do they look like 
they've lost their confidence like I'm seeing through the TV tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think there, I mean, there were a few guys who, who left the locker room quickly uh, before we even got down there, really. Um, the other guys were, you know, had those those thousand yard stairs and, you know, a lot of, you know, not a lot of guys that I could see, like not a ton of interaction. Um, but I think that, you know, we'll have to see if they're going to heed Giannis's words. Cause if he's saying it to us, you know, he's definitely going to be saying it to his teammates over the next couple of days. Uh, I think that, you know, they, they have been deflated um, by Toronto shot making, by their offensive rebounding, uh, by their own inability to make shots. And so they need to find a way to, you know, be able to maintain, despite whatever's happening on the court, they need to be able to, to maintain a certain level of, of play. And if they can't do that, then, then that's going to be it for this season. What, I mean, Giannis says he's not going to fold. What can he do? He's first team all NBA. He's going to be the MVP, it appears. What can he do to take over the series in game six with the way Toronto's guarding him? Yeah, I, I think, you know, he still showed that, numerous junctures tonight that he had opportunities to get to the rim and he got there. Um, you know, he, he didn't always get the foul calls. Um, and that's something that, that Bud talked about that, Hey, you know, Kyle Lowry goes in there and he, he gets the calls, but Giannis goes in there, similar contact doesn't get the calls. Um, you know, so we'll see if he can maybe either sell that and, and Giannis in his own uh, words that he, he can't really worry about that. He needs to be able to finish, you know, through those, through that contact and no matter what's happening, you know, that, that's obviously easier said than done. Um, but being aggressive from start to finish, uh, being able to uh, get to the paint, set up his teammates, um, and just, you know, really exert his will on the game is, is something that he's going to have to do because the Bucks are running out of time. Matt, appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you. We'll be in touch. Appreciate your hard work, and we'll read what you put out tonight, jsonline.com. Thanks, Matt. All right, we'll catch you later. Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply com- local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Who's banged up on the bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. Uh, injury report. My heart hurts. My feelings hurt. I'm sad. Gut feeling. I'm going to go around the horn here. Gut feeling how the series plays out. Sam? I still say Bucks and seven. Like, do you believe that or are you just saying it? I, no, I'm hoping it. <laughs> what do you believe? I believe. What, if I gave you 500 bucks to, to put on the series, what would you do? Well, like I said, this is foreign territory, so I, I really think that they're going to come out and adjust in game six. I think it's going to be a last possession game in there, but, you know, worst case scenario, it comes back to Milwaukee. That's what I'm putting my money on. Evan? Oh, man, $500 is a lot of money. Um, uh, Toronto to win in game six is one-to-one odds, I'll give you. Okay. And then for the Bucks to win the series, I'll give you two-to-one odds. So what would you do? I would take the two-to-one odds. As Sam said, this is uncharted territory. I have no clue what to say right now, what to think right now. Coming into the series, I had Bucks and seven, so I feel like I kind of have to stick with that, even though you know my hubris got to me after game two. But we'll say Bucks and seven. Let's for be optimistic. S- for some stupid reason, I think they're going to win the series. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the stupid reason is you know the home cooking. <laughs> yeah, the stupid reason. Well, they got home cooking tonight, and they were on the road. 
Look, I don't. I, I know. I saw. I saw the tweet about Tony Brothers and who's the other guy's name? Mike White, Mike Wallace, Mark Davis. Mark it's Davis. a ref name. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. They, they usually in the last fifteen games, the Raptors have fourteen. I don't care about that. If you want to get more fouls, look for contact. Giannis didn't do that as much tonight as he should have. And if you want to get more fouls, ask for the foul. Don't say, hey, sir, I'd like the foul. Pretend like you got hit worse than you did. Kyle Lowry, it works for him. Do that. Do what he's doing. You can do it. 414-799-1250. We're still with you for at least 25 uh, minutes. Do want to get to as many of you guys as possible. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Sam Schmitz, Evan Heffelfinger, Bart Winkler. We're not going anywhere. It is the Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza here on The Fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. Pick and save pro who's postgame. Sean Bart Winkler. Chuck and Winkler tomorrow, 6 to 10. Eric Name will join us 835 here on The Fan. Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. And as far as your X Factor today, well, it's Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet for the Toronto Raptors bench player. Bucks had the better bench. Well, Fred Van Vliet came off the bench and played 37 minutes and put up 21 points, all three. Seven for nine from distance for the Wichita State grad. The Bucks' best bench player was George Hill, who had 12 points. In 29 minutes, Connaughton, 12 minutes, three points. Ursan, 11 minutes, nothing on the scoreline. Sterling Brown got in defensively, and then another spurt in the third quarter. He didn't score. Miritich, 0 for 4. He didn't score. It was Fred Van Vliet, your X Factor, and the star on all the postgame shows tonight with 21 points. 414-799-1250. We'll hear from a couple of you guys and then hear from Coach Bud, uh, his comments after the game. Let's go to Jonathan in Milwaukee at 799-1250. Jonathan, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Bart? First of all, love the show. Thanks, I, I got a comment and a, a request for you. Okay. Um, as somebody who was at the game tonight, um, it was definitely deflating to see the, the second quarter, to watch the fourth come down to calls. I mean, you never wanted to come down to that. That's that's a little brutal, and uh, not a whole lot you can do about it. You know, play-wise, it's, that's up to the refs. So uh, they could have played harder, and it, it was a little uh, of a bummer to see. But I have to request, please stop invoking Bill Belichick's name. ESPN proved that he has been a cheater throughout his career. Just what do you mean he's a cheater? Dude, he's a cheater, Bart. Look at the research, dude. He's been, he's been in New England for how long, and they have proven that he has manipulated the NFL system since he has been there. He is not well, Coach Bud should manipulate something so we can get a win. What's that? Coach Bud should be manipulating whatever he can so that we can start winning some of these games. Oh, dude, I'm totally behind you. I absolutely am. <laughs> whatever they need to do to win, I, I, I'm all about it. But uh, I, I just can't. I can't listen to any more Bill Belichick talk because he, he's not. He's not an outstanding guy. He's not an amazing guy. He, he is just a guy who learns to manipulate the system, and they let him get away with it because he has connections to the top tiers in the NFL. For you, so, I will not mention his name the rest of the show. That's, I, no, I very much appreciate that. I can't I promise, really like, tomorrow that. on the morning show, but. 
<laughs> I won't do it anymore tonight. I, I appreciate that part. I love I love the show. I just I it, it hurts my heart every time I hear that name because I, I I read into everything that he's done and it and it hurts me to hear his name invoked as as some kind of god of NFL because he's not. <laughs> he's just a guy who figured the system out and they let him play on because he's in good with with Goodell and. Well, for you, I won't mention any. I won't do it anymore tonight. You're a good man, Bart. I very much appreciate that, and uh, I appreciate you being a good critical Bucks fan. And uh, thank you for taking the call. Bye, Jonathan. So he doesn't like Thanks, Bill Belichick. Uh, that's fair. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'll say that some coaches in the NFL make adjustments, and some don't. And uh, Bud should be like those coaches that make adjustments. Let's go to Dominic on the north side. At seven nine nine twelve fifty, what's up, Dom? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, first of all, I get on Chris Middleton, but it's a um, it's a couple of adjustments I think they should have made down the stretch. I want to see more Giannis on Kawhi when they're running that two man game, and if and if you can't switch, and then if they if they do switch, you should jump Kawhi. I don't know why they just let him have his way like that, you know. And uh, second, second, I don't know what Chris Middleton is doing. He seems like it was it has got him boxed out. He can't get the rebound. Now this is a contract year. Like, what is you doing? Like, I think they need to go back to like at the end of uh, game four. If you notice, they was letting Chris Middleton initiate the offense and running two men with him. You see what I'm saying? And I think right. that help that can help him get going. You know, instead of having him, they need to play more. Like Giannis, first of all, Giannis need to when they collapse on, he need to do a better job of finding the open man on the perimeter. But I think you need Chris. He don't have to go like crazy, but you got to have him get at least fifteen to twenty points. They're doing a they're doing a great job defensively. Their scheme is they're not letting him walk into none of those threes that he did in the regular season. They're picking him up about another three or four feet uh, further when he comes down, so he's taking that away from him. But I think you can put him at the top of the key, let him initiate and run two-man with him and let him make a play because he's he's lost out there. He's he, First of all, he's not athletic, so when they do close out on him, he's not athletic enough. His, his handle ain't strong enough to where he can go around them and finish at the rim. He, he, the defender always catches up to him or they collapse or he makes some type of bonehead play. So And I, and, and I, I want to see... I want to see the, the rotations better. You need more athletic guys towards the end. I, 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 think, I thought he stuck with a couple guys too long, but I want to see more Chris Middleton like on the ball, on, top, on the key, initiating the offense, and maybe you can get Giannis rolling, maybe get Giannis a couple lives and things of that nature. Appreciate the call, Dom. I think that one thing is for sure. I've been someone who has said – I've been someone who has said that Chris Middleton should get the max. I think that uh, I think that six points in tonight's game cost him some money. I, I, there's still the the reason I say max and that I'll go there is because there's teams with money that have two max slots, and there's not a lot of guys that are going to even be in that conversation, and so he's probably going to get overpaid. And the question is, are the Bucks going to be the team that does it? A six point game tonight. That's going to cost him some money. Uh, let's talk to Troy, who's leaving the game. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. What's up, Troy? Hey, Bart. Um, just wanted to talk about. I think the crowd today was good at some points today, but I really think the Bucks 
feed off the energy of the crowd. And I thought, especially where I was sitting, I was sitting up top. Um, but I felt like the crowd was out of it for a lot of the game. And The I crowd has always been, and I'll keep you on not to cut you off, but the crowd has always been reactionary. They they react very well when something's happening, but when the Bucks sort of need that motivation, I just don't think that we're trained around here to provide that constant energy like you see with Golden State and like you see with Toronto. And I'll ask you, Troy, how much should I be barking about that on the radio? Because every time I bring out the crowd, people get all sensitive and mad at me, even though it clearly, the crowd tonight, if you watch the crowd tonight and then if you watch the crowd in Toronto, they're clearly better than us in the crowd. We can't have ushers telling people to sit down during game five. Exactly. I had a family next to me. I was screaming my butt off the entire game, and I had people staring at me like they wanted me to shut up, and I was begging them to get into the game, but nobody would. And clearly the Raptors crowd is better than ours, so if people are calling and complaining about it, they're really not facing the facts. Uh, I think the crowd just needs to get off their butt. I think we almost need a hype man like Jason Terry back on the bench. Because every time he was there, he would hype the crowd up, and the Bucks don't have that anymore. Like, say what you want. Oh, we talk, we talked too much about Drake today on the fan. He, he it, what he does works. It does. It does. There's no denying it. It it got the attention, especially it got the attention of Mike Budenholzer. And I'm honestly, I did not like the fact that he talked about um, him today in an interview. And Drake even clapped back on Instagram or whatever, laughing at them, saying that we're in his head. So it's working for the Raptors. Troy, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you. We'll talk to you. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, Coach Bud speaking not too long ago at the podium. Our Chuck Freeman was down there, files this audio. This is from Coach Bud. Just moments ago, we go to Pfizer Forum. Year, um, you know, we just need to think about going and winning one game, go to Toronto and get that. Tonight, uh, you know, a little bit of a strange box score. Obviously, Van Fleet from the three-point line and them in general from the three-point line was a huge impact on the game. They got to the free-throw line more than us, and just we couldn't get – we needed a couple of rebounds there down the stretch that, you know, I think when we look at the film, um, we'll feel like if we could have, you know, gotten a few more defensive rebounds from, you know, the five, four, three-minute mark on, uh, you know, maybe the, the end result would have been different. But, uh, you know, um, we'll get ready. We'll get prepared. Go to Toronto. Coach Bud, Greg Matzik, WTMJ. You mentioned rebounding. You don't rebound to them on the night, but it seemed like some of their threes were long rebounds, a couple that glanced off the rim, especially late. From your view, were those hustle plays made by the Raptors or stuff you can't really do much about given the way the ball was coming off the rim? Uh, some of both, but uh, you know, I think when Kawhi Leonard shoots a three from the three-point line and goes in and gets his own miss, uh, that is a critical play that um, can't happen. Um, you know, the the one with the shot clock violation or uh, where it glanced off the, the, the rim, you know, uh, Gasol and, and, and Brooke are battling. And if it just takes a little slightly different bounce, Chris is going to get that. And, um, you know, I, 
still a little uncertainty on exactly why they went to review and the order of things that occurred in that particular instance. But, you know, that's a tough bounce. Others we got to get to, we got to get, um, find a way. All five guys got to participate. Uh, Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Just continuing with those offensive rebounds, just how, how deflating can those plays be when you guys are trying to, to battle back? Very. Eric named the athletic, but uh, I'm curious with it. It's quite a scene to see blood running down Giannis's face on a TV screen. Just what do you think of his whistle tonight and kind of the way he's officiated? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like he should be at the free throw line more. Um, you know, they they have a couple of guys that are veterans. They're very crafty that seem to um, get there a lot. You know, Lowry, when he drives, you got to be uh, incredibly disciplined. Uh, he creates a lot of contact and um, is rewarded for it. Giannis, you know, creates a lot of the same contact and doesn't seem to get the same whistle, get the same reward. But, um, you know, I think – uh, the officials, they got a tough job. They do the best they can. We'd love for Giannis to get to the free throw line more, feel like he deserves it. But uh, that's, you know, we're talking about the rebounding, the three-point line, those types of things. Those are the things that uh, we got to focus on and uh, get better. A little bit from Coach Mike Budenholzer there after the uh, game at Pfizer Forum. We will hear more from him, obviously, throughout the shows tomorrow. I'm Bart Winkler here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post game show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, we are here. We are live. We'll be with you for a little bit. We still want to get to some of the players in the locker room, and we want to hear from you guys at 799-1250. Uh, let's go out to Ryan, who is in the falls. Ryan, what's up with you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, tough loss tonight. Um, just two problems I'm really seeing. Uh, first on offensively, um, I mean, Giannis is creating room for – these other shooters, and between Ilya Sova, Mirotic, and Lopez, um, these guys are not getting their shots off fast enough, and they're not a threat. Um, if these guys are flying out at them, they're not a threat to make a play on the dribble um, or shoot off the dribble even. So uh, I think that's a huge problem. Uh, those guys are all letdowns tonight. Um, and then defensively, uh, this series is really coming down to who can stop um, which superstar. And we're seeing that Giannis is um, being stopped by uh, either A, the wall, or B, uh, they're just following him. Um, and Kawhi, I mean, we have no idea how to stop Kawhi. Uh, you know, we put every single guy on him. We've switched. Uh, we just tried to go with Middleton in the first couple games on him. And, you know, we just have no answer. So I think they got us in both those aspects. And, um, we really got to make some switches, whether it's uh, getting DJ Wilson out there, uh, Frazier. You really just got to let the let it loose, uh, give every kind of chance you have. And I think Coach Bud is too timid and too scared to really do that. Yeah, that's what I think. Timid, scared. Ryan, thanks for the call. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I think that's certainly how the Bucks seem to be playing. And I, I don't. I'm not going to say that. Oh, this series is exposing Giannis. The Raptors are throwing everything they got to shut Giannis down. I mean, they're throwing three guys at him. They're th- they they know when Giannis is spin, they they put another guy there. And the way that you counter that is to hit your shots. And the Bucks aren't hitting their shots. If if Miritich wasn't thirty seven, you know what is he? He's like he's like eight. I'm trying to do quick math here. He's like eight for his last forty nine, shooting from three. I mean, that's gross. That makes me want to 
puke. I mean, let's not forget in the regular season behind the Bucks, the Raptors are the second best defense in all the NBA. And they're the in second best rating. team. Yeah. I mean, they were they were right with the Bucks the whole season. Two games behind, three games behind. They were never never left their hip. We're not seeing how to solve Giannis. We're seeing that Kawhi is better than Giannis. Yeah, I think we're I think we're seeing, we're seeing too. What or what are the Bucks going to do when they got completely figured out? Yeah, that that's what we're seeing. Again, are they going to win Game Six? I have no idea. For some stupid reason, I feel like they are. I just all I know is that there's another game on the schedule and it's not over quite yet. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Choose on northwest side of town. What's up? Hey, well, how's it going, man? Thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Man, I'm so disappointed tonight, man. I thought we were gonna win. I thought our bench was gonna step up. Van Bleet, he did his thing. But I feel like Giannis, man, you can't keep driving into three, four guys and throwing like a bounce pass that bounces off the floor three, four times before it hits your shooter. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna drive in and there's a wall around you, please take that eight footer. Please do something else besides just trying to charge into everybody because I feel like tonight he he got a couple favorable calls because I feel like those are charges. In Toronto, I can't see that being called uh, blocking fouls. And Blitzel, please stop shooting threes. I mean, there's a reason why you got paid this, this, I mean, this season. Your job is to drive, and if you get stuck, pass it out to the shooters. Middleton, six points. That's not enough. You can't. You don't deserve a max contract this offseason if you are going to put up six points. That is unacceptable, and I'm so disappointed. And this series, Kawhi Leonard is showing you why he is the best player in the Eastern Conference. That's all I got to say. I'm so disappointed. Despite all of that, go Bucks, and that's all I got to say. Thank you. Appreciate it, too. 414-799-1250. Uh, Nelson's in San Fran. Nelson, what's up? Hey, uh, first time caller. Happy to be, you know, on the show. Uh, I happy to have you. Oh, yeah, thank you, man. I listen to the show all the time out here in California. Um, I think it's the greatest show ever. Um, I have a big problem with how the from the first two games to, to this game, it, it was maneuvering the ball. They maneuvered the ball so well in the first two games, and they had a confidence, and they were able to kick it out when needed. Um, Giannis had more confidence in his in his key players, his shooting players, uh, to make these decisions like Meritic and uh, Ilosova to to get the ball uh, to shoot the three point ball. But it seems like it's like that bit of confidence is lacking. Um, he rather just drive it in, and I don't understand why they keep going underneath the rim and just kicking it back out, and it caused three turnovers, which was, like, unnecessary, especially in crucial time. It was really unnecessary for those those plays to happen, and they really just need to be able to move the ball better. And Toronto's showing them what to do. This is what what they did to Toronto is what Toronto's doing to them in the, from, uh, and from the first two games, and it's disappointing. Uh, I got a note here on rebounding. Uh, Nelson, thanks for the call. The Raptors grabbed – this is from Matt Velasquez, who we just talked to him moments ago – uh, the Raptors grabbed five offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, which led to eight points. And that's probably your difference in the game. Um, the Bucks had chances late to win it, even down three with 30 seconds to go. They had chances to maybe at least send this one to overtime again, and they failed to do it. And this looks like a team that hasn't had to face this level 
of adversity. And when we watch baseball and we watch in the baseball season, team loses and they lose again, and then they lose again, it's like impossible to get that next winner. That's what it feels like. Now you've lost three in a row. You conceivably could have gone up 2-0 in the series only to lose the next four times. I don't know how many times that has happened. It doesn't feel Milwaukee Bucks. You saw maybe that note on the Celtics. They've like they're like thirty eight and one, or they're like a hundred and two, or something ridiculous when they go up two zero because they've been there and they close teams out. Uh, the Bucks are not they're not closing the Raptors out, and now the Raptors have the chance to do that on Saturday. Let's get to Art, who's downtown seven nine nine twelve fifty. Art, what's up? Hey Bart. Art, so, you know the crowd. Let's just stop on the crowd because in games one and two on TNT. This city was bedlam, bedlam. The rest of the country is going, wow, look at Milwaukee. Look at that crowd. And the bottom line is you got to make plays. You want the I'm crowd. Not, I, I, think that, uh, I don't think that on tomorrow's morning show I'm going to talk too much about the crowd because I think people just want to talk a little hoops, and that's fine. Right. Uh, but and, I, and do, I, I do think the crowd is I, – I, I we, we watched the first yeah, half. There's a lot of nervous energy about this team because we don't want it to be another failure. And no. I think the crowd needs to be better because we see what Toronto's crowd is going to be insane. This, our crowds are too reactionary. So I'm yeah, probably I mean, going to not talk much about the crowd, but right. it but is something part, that needs the, to be fixed. The, the crowd was great in one and two. And tonight, what's the difference? The players didn't play well. And we've got too many guys right now that are just not playing well. You know, the guys that brought in there the whole season. I but mean, even like, I'm just saying, even like the first five minutes, I heard defense, defense. It's just squad six or whatever the hell they're called. Right. Everyone but else is bl- sitting down eating a sandwich. Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, they've got to be better. They've got to be better. And those are the guys that brought that brought you here. You're not going to play DJ Wilson and Snell. And, I mean, there's no way. There's no way he's going to do that. They're not the guys that brought this team to where they are. You're going to. You go to what does it say? Dance with the one you brought. They're going to dance with the ones they brought, and the one they brought has got to play better. It's as simple as that. All right, appreciate the call. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We will go inside the locker room. We'll hear from some of the players. I think we're going to try to hear from the Greek freak to see what he had to say after this one, including how they're not going to fold. I mean, it looks like they folded. But he says they're not going to go to Toronto and fold. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show presented by Screamin' Sicilian Pizza, one of the fine pizzas you can get with our friends at Palermo's. We are here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. We know you can do that. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. Bart Winkler here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bart Winkler, as I just said. Sam Schmitz, Evan Heffelfinger with you guys. Bucks lose tonight, game five. Honestly, did not think I'd be saying that. It's 105.99 is the final. Game six Saturday night in Toronto. So there still is another game to this series. That's the important thing. Will they win? They've got to make adjustments. They say they're not going to fold, and we'll hear from Giannis in just a little bit. Um, play that got me screaming. Uh, can you guys recall a play that got you screaming tonight? I would think anything. I would think anything Fred Van Vliet would, would be in consideration. There was a late Kawhi three that looked like it was the dagger. Uh, Evan, you got anything that stood out with you? 
Um, there was that one time Giannis dunked and did a mean mug. That was fun to remember that he did that sometimes. <laughs> um, there were we <laughs> have some highlights cut. I you know some made me scream happy. We didn't cut any of the ones that made me scream curse words, like the Raptors so, one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hear those uh, tomorrow. We'll grab some of those tomorrow and make everybody sad. I, Lopez had a three to tie it up at one point. That got us screaming in here on the Facebook Live. You got anything better, Sam? For me, it was it was at the beginning of the game when Bledsoe was making you know a couple threes, a couple of mid-rangers here and there. I'm like, man, if, if he's knocking down shots tonight, and this was at the time, I was like, oh, man, we're in for a good game tonight. But... Unfortunately, it didn't carry through the entire game. Yeah, they go up 18-4 in this one, and it looked like uh, they were going to be off to the races. That clearly did not happen. Let's go inside the locker room. Thanks to our friends at Precision Sports. Uh, Precision is how they would like to be known around town. Precision Sports, thank you. They specialize in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to Precision Sports online. Dot com. Let's hear from the Greek freak, Giannis Adetokounmpo. Yeah, how's, your, how's your ankle feeling after playing it late? Fine. What play was it, Giannis? What happened on that play? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember. Giannis, this is uncharted territory for you guys, losing three straight. Does it feel different in here? How do you guys work your way back into the wing column with your back against the wall? Um, you know, obviously... Game six is really important. Uh, you know, we we know as a team that we've lost three three straight, and um, you know something new for us. But um, we gotta go in Toronto and we gotta get game six. You know, we gotta um, you know fix anything we're doing wrong right now. Um, just try to play winning basketball, and uh, you know we've created great habits all year long. So hopefully we can uh, it comes out uh, in game six. How do you go into this having to kind of put aside the pressure of a must-win game? How do you go into this and just treat it like it's another game even though it is a must-win? Uh, you know, you cannot treat it as just another game. It's a must-win. Like everybody knows it. Knows it. Uh, you know, uh, and we're just going to go in there and try to do as much as we can do. Leave everything on the court. You know, uh, make shots, play hard. Give energy, and hopefully we can get a win. It's not just another game. We've got to go in there and win, come back. What are you seeing? What are you seeing as the determining factor in those lulls where they are able to cut into their deficits? Talk about Toronto. Yeah. Great team. Um, you know they keep, you know, moving the ball. They have a role mentality, uh, next play mentality. And no matter what's going on, no matter if we go up ten, they're going to keep playing hard. Uh, keep moving the ball. Keep. Looking for the open man, and uh, it's been working. They've been knocking down shots, and uh, they'll be they'll be cutting the lead back. So, um, you know, that's what great teams do, and uh, Toronto is one of the great teams in this league. You know, what needs to happen in the half court set to get that to match the effectiveness that you guys are in the transition? I don't know. I'm not a coach. Yeah, they had five offensive rebounds in, in the fourth quarter. Just how much do those kind of you know break your momentum and, and kind of really hurt you guys? You know, obviously, uh, from the first half, uh, they had a lot of uh, rebounds, first rebounds, and um, you know we came back here and we told one another we got to do a better job uh, rebounding the ball, but we didn't. Um, 
they had five of us rebounds, especially when we cut. Uh, it was a tight game, and they came and um, got that rebound. That was a that was a big rebound for them. So hopefully, game six we can do a better job. Is it a matter of matching their physicality? We just it's just about wanting more. That's it. Yeah, so I feel like sometimes on offense you just miss shots, right? Like you get the shots that you want to shoot, you just miss them. Do you feel like you're getting those shots at the moment as a team, you personally? Are we getting the shots that we want? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we are. We're getting a lot of open shots. Um, we get a lot of easy looks, so we just got to knock them down. But it's not about that. It's about, you know, we got to, you know, play hard. Uh, we got to rebound the ball better. We got to... Bring more energy. I think we did a great, uh, better job, you know, bringing that energy and uh, playing hard. But we gotta keep even more, you know, uh, for us to be able to win Game Six. You had blood running down your face at a point tonight. You're on the ground throughout the night. Do you feel like you should have been at the line a little bit more? I don't know, man. Um, even if I say I should be, I should uh, be in the free throw line. The 48 means that we just play just it's pass. You know, it's in the. Uh, in the past, so uh, what I can do is just keep being aggressive, uh, keep uh, trying to make plays, keep driving it, and hopefully, you know, I can get to the free throw line, or I can just, you know, make a play. But the most important thing, I gotta be aggressive. I gotta finish through contact. But Giannis, you're the type of guy throughout the entire season. You don't get too high, you don't get too low. But when you're sitting in your locker over there, did it feel different? Just being in this position? No, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel different. I'm just, you know. Um, I just want to win, you know, and um, I think we had a chance to win it, win the game today, but we didn't. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm you know, pissed. I'm not going to lie to you, but you just got to keep, you know, keep your head up, uh, keep believing in yourself, you know, keep having that confidence, you know, try to, uh, you know, um, pick up your teammates and uh, tell them, like, we can do this, you know. We got two more games to go and we can do this. We've created great habit we've been uh, playing great basketball all year we've been a, a good team uh, so as much as pissed or frustrated I am about this game it's it's in the past now I just you know, gotta keep believing in this team keep believing in what we're working on and uh, pick up my teammates up that's it trying to talk about something positive how great was it to have Malcolm back there in the starting five how did it feel to have Malcolm amazing amazing great player um, gives us a lot of options uh, offensively and defensively. Um, it's great having back. Yeah, was in Game Five of that Celtics series, you saw the Celtics kind of fold. You know, you guys, you guys got to lead. No, we're not gonna fold. How do you know? We, we're not gonna fold, man. No, no. Uh, we best team in the league, man. We're not gonna fold. We're gonna go and go and give everything we got. We're not gonna go there and uh, even they set, you know, they set a great tone and uh, they come out and hit us in the mouth first. We, we can't fold. You know, we're gonna come back to Milwaukee being pissed. Like, you cannot fold. You got to go out there and give everything you got. If we lose, we lose. Okay, cool. But we're not going forward as a team, and that's not what we do. All right, that's Giannis, the Greek freak, down in the locker room. Thanks to Chuck Freeman for gathering that audio. Thanks to Sam Schmitz, Evan Heffelfinger. I'm Bart Winkler. We're going to wrap things up here for the night. Uh, We will be back tomorrow on the fan all day, starting again at 6 a.m. I will be here allegedly we'll see how many captain tall boys I knock back here as a quick, you know, daddy needs a little cough medicine before bed. Daddy's a little charged up over here. 
Uncle Barty's a little fired up and ready to go. I give you so much props right now for having the energy you do right now. Well, that's why I started talking about it, so that you guys would suck up to me, you know, since I'm a... Did you turn off Evan's mic? Where'd he go? Are we supposed to call you daddy? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I don't... No, no, no. I don't, Uncle Barty, I'll say. Yeah, I'm not about to do that. Uncle Barty. So, like, the cool uncle or the weird uncle? What are you, what are you trying to go for? Uh, no, nah, I'm a good uncle. Okay. The uncle that... Shows up so little that every time he shows up, he's like, you're like pumped to see him. Okay. But you got a birthday party? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the bar. How about uh, Brandon Ambassador Winkler? Yeah, Brandon Ambassador. We'll do that. So yeah. we'll be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. here on the Fan. Chuck and Winkler in the morning. You'll get the Bill Michaels Show 10 to 2, and then the Big Show 2 to 6. There will be another game, and we'll have a post game show for you Saturday night. Ryan Horvat will be here for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you on Facebook, Twitter, on the phones. We're back tomorrow. Live local content all day, 6 a.m. The only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM. The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.